Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. On Facebook today. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. He's going to hand the ball off to Moss, straight ahead, and the Razorbacks kept him out of the end zone so far. They keep pushing the pile, and now they, they've not signaled touchdown. I think they're just going to say the game's over. Texas A&M wins the game. Hogs didn't play very well. A&M was better. 34-22, our final in Arlington. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it is Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. And we're going to react to everything that happened over the sports weekend. And, of course, we want to hear from you. You can call or text in. At 501-661-1037, you can get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And we're going to have a lot to get to today because not only is there a lot of college football action that happened over the weekend, we got some NFL action that happened over the weekend, too. And uh, we'll try to go through all of that and some great games and some great stories and some great headlines, too, to, uh, to go along with it, too. And it's just uh, a lot of fun and a lot of great weekend for most, but not for some. As, uh, once again, we come to you on a Monday, on a Reaction Monday, and discussing another Razorback football loss to Texas A&M in Arlington. Was that 12 of the last 13, Joe? Something like that for Arkansas? 12? Yeah, that number just keeps increasing. Man. Every time, every year. Arkansas won uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And yep. after that, <laughs> then uh, that's the only one yeah. in a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has not been a very kind building to Arkansas here recently. And it was about as frustrating of a game as you'll ever see. And I know Razorback fans are very upset. A lot of them were already upset, but this kind of put into a whole new level of frustrations. And there's a lot of reasons why, which will break all down. But uh, just disappointing all around. I guess the silver line is I think me and you actually picked Texas A&M to win. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, we just got our picks right from uh, last well, week. That, that <laughs> one was not necessarily that hard to pick. Now, no. of course, you want to be optimistic and think going into the game that Razorbacks have a chance to win, especially based on the way that they played the week before. But in reality, Texas A&M has a lot more talent than Arkansas. And then we did see some of the same things we've seen in this rivalry where some of those plays that happen, it seems like they're to the extreme where it's like those aren't normal plays you usually see in the game of football. It doesn't matter what level it is. Yeah. I mean, as far as the the weirdness of the game and having some of those weird plays as you refer to, uh, they were pretty prevalent in this one once again. But Arkansas losing by a final score of 34-22, to 22, and it didn't even feel like it was that close, which it wasn't. I mean, Arkansas had a touchdown late in the game to Andrew Armstrong, uh, but had a total – and again, there's a lot of things that we're going to dive into, but the fact that you finished this game with 174 total offensive yards, 174, where if you look at it from that last play to Andrew Armstrong, that was a 48-yard touchdown pass with 
under four minutes to go in the game. So if you take away that pass, Arkansas win about 56 minutes of this game with about 120 yards of offense. That, that, that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to win games. And, again, you give A&M credit, but when you have only 174 yards, and a lot of that is because you allowed 15 tackles for loss like Arkansas did against A&M, and they were just eating the lunch of Arkansas's offensive line. KJ didn't have time. The running game couldn't find anything going. You're just not going to win games that way. But, I mean, it's just so weird, Joe. Zero penalties in this game for Arkansas. Zero. You know, they penalize every game. There's zero penalties. That a pick six. The thing that's Man. been holding them back the most. Yeah. Like, yeah the, and it made, made no difference. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was almost like that way, like it wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even a discussion. It wasn't even like a, a thing that popped up on the radar. Like, because every game, essentially, we've looked at it as like, man, this penalty killed them, or this penalty killed the driver. This penalty was used. Couldn't even say that this time around. There's no penalties. It was just Arkansas being completely and totally outmatched, outphysicaled, outgunned across the board with A&M's defense, and they just could not find a way to get really even it seemed like it took forever to get him get past the 50 you know in the second and third quarters like it just felt like Arkansas's offense was just completely and totally anemic there was no answer there was no flash there was a couple of plays but it was just weird to see where as you mentioned against LSU maybe there was some reason to say okay well the offense looked better against LSU and they put some things together Losing Luke has early in the game was hurt, and I hate that for him being Big out for the season. Maker. Yeah, just I hate that for him. But like everything involved to see the offense come out and, and look that that bad uh, with all assets of the game was just extremely disappointing. And with the Luke has injury, there's a there's a coaching aspect to that also, where he is the guy, and we know why he's the guy because he was so dominant. But at the same time, they had tight ends that transferred in they Mm -hmm. had tight ends that they recruited and there was supposed to be a lot of quality depth at the tight end position so leading up to now they shouldn't have been that heavily dependent upon Luke has as the only tight end and now once he's out now you're searching for answers with that yeah and and like you said you shouldn't have to be in that position because like Barkey's gum caught a pass in this game and I think that's the first time I even seen him on the field like and he, he was a highly regarded transfer uh, I think Nathan Bax, yeah, he also had – he was targeted once, didn't have a catch. But, yeah, you just – you had nothing, man. And I, I'm not trying to say, oh, Luke has going down is what caused Arkansas to lose the game. But, as you mentioned, he is a great player. He's a great target. But it doesn't need to be where he is he's, – he's not that type of player where when he goes down, the offensive goes from, you know, being a team that can score 30 points to looking completely and totally lost across the board. Like, it just – it shouldn't have to come down to that. And I don't really buy that for anyone that says that. Where yeah, it's a loss. Like I don't want to downplay it, but he, that's he not have the been reason. The difference in them winning or losing, he right. may have been the difference in them looking a little different on offense and maybe being able to go in the right direction or maybe to get some of those scores when they had the opportunity to get it. Because we've seen him in wide open space where he's able to create, get open, and then make a run to the end zone whenever he's uh, on top of his game. But they didn't have him in this game, so they had to play without him. Yeah, and they were able to play with Rocket Sanders. It was good to see him back. But uh, other than really the one play that he had, which I believe uh, went for, uh, it was like I think he has actually a catch. He was like for 40 yards or 36 yards, something to that extent. Uh, besides that, that he, he wasn't able to get anything going. Uh, as Arkansas had, uh, if you're just talking about average uh, yards per, uh, per gain in the rushing attack, 1.1 yard per rush. That's that's not going to do it. KJ again didn't have time. He finished nine to seventeen with an interception. Did have the one touchdown, but had 132 yards. But you know he didn't even have 100 yards before uh, you know that one play in, in the in the beginning or the end of the game. So it's just I don't know. I've been like I've been disappointed by the losses. I've been disappointed by the performances. But I think this one to me is like the one where I'm like, dude, all right, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't. This this is an indefensible. Uh, overall performance. And I didn't even go in expecting Arkansas to, like, for sure win. Like, I know how this game goes. I know how A&M is. I'd like for them to win. I like their chances in this game because it's always weird. You know, it's always close. But to see that? Like, and I was talking with Baz when we were down there in Arlington after the game. He's like, I, don't, I feel like we don't, I don't think we called the Hogs more than twice. 
It's like, yeah, because there was nothing. nothing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, no reason to really get into the game like that. Yeah. Now, um, pick six, getting that pick six, that was something that was out of the ordinary because of the way it happened. You mm-hmm. don't see pick sixes off receiver screens because yeah. the ball comes out so quickly that sometimes you'll see a tackle for loss. And actually, that, that was the play that the defender was going to make on the ball. But once he looked, because he kind of took a hesitant step, and once he turned, the ball was right there on him, and he takes it in for a touchdown. Now, A&M countered that by getting a pick six of their own, so that was kind of a wash. But at that point also, that's something that you don't necessarily see in games where you see one defense get a pick six, the other defense gets a pick six. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for yeah, because the play was Snacks Johnson and uh, his pick six. Uh, yeah, it's like you said, you get it so out, out quick. It was a great play by him. And, you know, in those moments, too, and a screen pass, the reaction time, because I'm sure as a defensive back, you're not always expecting that to be right there and, and to make a play. So that was great. But then with the uh, same deal with uh, Arkansas and their pick six, uh, or A&M's pick six that they had, you know, having kind of the ball tipped up in the air and then caught and then ran in. That was a great, great play. play yeah. By the defender at the line, and then the linebacker is right there in position where he's like, oh, look what I have. <laughs> yeah. The football's right here. Yeah, and I can, I can do cartwheels and, and make it into the end zone. You know, it's still had weird plays. And then the punt return for a touchdown, too. Uh, by Texas A&M, uh, but Max Fletcher. That, that's grief. become kind of a staple of this game also, mm-hmm. returns yeah. on the A&M side. Yeah. I'd like to know like how many of those games in Arlington have had either like a, a defense or special teams touchdown because it feels like, you know, not saying that those are so like rare, but in this series it has the feel where there's always one of those ways or a, or a scoop and score something defense to Defensive touchdown last year for A&M. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Can't forget that. Yeah, can't forget that one from last year too. You know the Christian Kirk punt. Uh, we, we knew how that whole thing. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's frustrating, and, and I, I just was very disappointed in how the team looked. I was disappointed once again with the stupid fourth and one call. Uh, you know, I, I, the shotgun deal. You're in your own territory. I just don't understand. I I I, I know that everything can be about execution and everything's about setup and all that, but man. Can you just try under center once, just to just to you know see how it goes? Maybe it goes well. Maybe you can do something like that. But. It's just to think that everybody wouldn't at least attempt what the Eagles are doing. Just line up the way that they they do and and just copy that. Like mm-hmm. the blueprint is there for it to work every time. Yeah. And so it, it goes back to whatever level of football you're on. That should be a model that's in place to copy that. And you know, do it until it stopped. Yeah, because I think I saw LSU do it over the weekend against the Ole Miss when they were on the goal line with Jay Daniels. Stop traffic. It worked. They got the end zone. They got a touchdown. Whoa! Who would have guessed? So yeah, I just try it out and you know see how it goes. And I saw I forgot which college football team. I think a college football team ran a fake, like where they were going to do the tush push or whatever they called, it, and then they ended up throwing it for a touchdown. So and and that's the capability you have off that formation off that design because that's what everybody's expecting so you could do something different yeah I just i again it's there's a lot of things that uh, we're trying to find answers for and it's hard to be really optimistic right now because it's, it's looking pretty bleak especially with Ole miss next on the schedule you know this saturday at six o'clock or six thirty, whatever it is it's at night in oxford and they're just coming off a big win against lsu and they're flying pretty high so yeah another game that always gets weird and they score a lot of points yes like and they look good doing it, too. It's a pretty fun game to watch. Pretty fun team to watch. But still, uh, it's a lot of season left. But for Arkansas, it is certainly, certainly getting dark pretty soon. But it is Reaction Monday here, presented by Fleet Management Services. What are your thoughts on the Razorback game itself? What's your thought on the season? Is it over? Do you want everyone gone? Do you still have hope? Let us know. 501-661-1037. we got a lot more Out of Bounds coming up next. Are you still on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracens, today. This 
Texas Sports Center. Arkansas fell to Texas A&M 34-22 in Arlington for their third straight loss. Offensive line play continued to be an issue as the Aggies racked up seven sacks and a staggering 15 tackles for loss. Arkansas had just 174 yards total in the game. Several Razorbacks were injured in the game. On the first drive, tight end Luke Haz exited the game and did not return. Sam Pittman told the media after the game he broke his clavicle. His status for the rest of the season is doubtful. Cornerback Dwight McGlothern suffered a concussion in the game, and defensive end John Morgan went down in a scary situation as he had to be stabilized and carted off the field. Pittman said after the game that Morgan had movement of his extremities. Next up for Arkansas, they'll face Ole Miss in Oxford on Saturday at 6.30. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Twin Peaks is always adding exciting cocktails to the menu, like the expertly balanced Sincoro Hall of Fame Margarita. Try it at your local lunch today. Listen for offensive lineman Josh Braun Tuesdays this football season on Out of Bounds. Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? I'm Rachel Parker-Harding for Parker Cadillac. Get ready to arrive in style on game day in a luxurious certified pre-owned Cadillac. Choose from XT5, XT6, Escalade, or sedan models. Parker Cadillac has the largest inventory of certified pre-owned Cadillacs in Arkansas. Plus, all Parker Cadillac certified pre-owned customers received two years unlimited miles of complimentary oil changes. For more details, visit parker-cadillac.com. It's kayak chaos at Arts Marine. Pick your perfect kayak from their large inventory and start exploring the natural state. Right now, get 20% off feel-free kayaks. We also slash prices on Moken 10 and Lure 10 kayaks. Your granddaddy trusted Arts Marine, so should you. I thought I was going to have to go through a hip replacement or some painful, unsuccessful surgery or be crippled the rest of my life. Electrical engineer Dan Vogler had awful arthritic pain in his hips, pain that not only affected him physically, but also emotionally, and it spilled over even to his relationships. I was almost mean. If you're in pain and other people don't sympathize with it, you're lashing out at the wrong people. But then Dan found QC Kinetics with the latest advances in regenerative medicine, non-surgical treatments with lasting relief. I felt immediate relief. I mean, within half a day, much of the inflammation and pain was down. And today, Dan says he's totally pain-free, living the life he wants. At the end of the fourth treatment, I felt pretty much healed and enthused and was raving about QC Kinetics. I can recommend them highly to anyone. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Morning Mayhem will be broadcasting live from the Arkansas School Plant Management Association's annual meeting in Hot Springs on October 3rd. ASPMA sponsors include Coriel Roofing and Construction and VSC Fire and Security. Morning Mayhem, October 3rd in Hot Springs. Do you need rainwater holt in Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving Arkansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Long count by Jefferson, gives it right side green, angles right, got a hole across midfield. A.J. at the 40, down the sidelines at the 30. He's got a chance to go. He's going to get into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas. 55 yards for A.J. Green. They had a chance to trip him upside the 10 or trip him up just inside the 10. They couldn't do it. And Green is into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season. On 103.7 The Buzz. 
Out of bounds here on a reaction Monday, folks. And I know a lot of disappointment coming after the Razorback loss to Texas A&M. It's their third straight loss. But listen, you could be winning each and every day with Bet Saracen and the Bet Saracen app because with Bet Saracen, you have all the sports to bet on in all different ways. And it's customizable to you where it's a very, very easy and convenient app to use. I'll admit. Uh, this past weekend was not great for my particular football teams, but it was great for my pocketbook and my wallet because I was able to go in and bet on not only college football games, but NFL games, different parlays, different money lines, different spreads, everything. And they're top of their game each and every single day. They have different specials going on. So, hey, maybe you're already done with the Razorback football season. You're like, this team's going to get trounced the rest of the way. Well, they've already come out with the line. For Arkansas and Ole Miss, it opened up at 12.5 points. Ole Miss was favored. Right now, 10.5. So a lot of the people there are feeling Arkansas, at least with the points. But maybe you think it's going to be blowout city. Bet on Ole Miss. Or maybe you think the Arkansas Razorbacks will actually make a game out of it. Then get on Bet Saracen right now because the lines aren't always going to be there forever, folks. So download it today and go on your Apple or iPhone or on your Android. Download the app and go to BetSaracen.com and see how to play there, too, and can play there, too. they got specials. they got it all. So check them out at BetSaracen and BetSaracen.com. Again, it's a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services, and obviously we have a lot of reactions coming in. I will say, though, Joe, that the redeeming quality of being down there in Arlington is always, as much as I hate what happens in the building, it's always cool to be in Jerry World. It's always, I just always forget every time I go down there how amazing of a stadium that is. It is an amazing stadium, and then everything around the stadium. So City of Arlington is really benefiting from that stadium being there because you have a lot of attractions around and uh, and just being in the Dallas Metro. Oh, yeah. It's, it's grown so much because of having, of course, the, the Cowboys there and the Rangers there and uh, you know everything that's being built around. But I, was, I saw right there next to Cowboys Stadium, like an apartment complex. I'm not saying it was the nicest apartment complex, but it was, it was nice enough. I'm like, man, like it's right there next to everything in the middle. It's like, how? And there's no telling how much those apartments are. Very expensive. Like you would expect. Yeah, it's like they're they're probably like run of the mill average uh, quality, but you're probably gonna have to pay like five grand a month <laughs> just to stay there. That's the benefit you get of being in a prime area. Though. Yeah, I mean, you get to walk to a Cowboys games or concerts or whatever over here. You got baseball right over here. You got Six Flags right over there. How about rent the place out every now and then and recoup man. some of that money? Yeah, but say you can Airbnb that out and probably make your rent. Maybe that's what they do. Uh, it'd, but, be, it'd be smart to have a spot there, but also have a second spot as an Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's probably people that do that. Who knows? Maybe all of them do that there. And there's nobody actually lives there. It's just there for those for those occasions. But uh, it was cool being down there. It was very hot, as, as, as it is in Texas. But Always. Uh, still a pretty good time besides that. Uh, let's see. Southern Structural Solutions text line. We uh, got a lot of people coming in on it. And uh, this comes from uh, Cobra Hog. He says, 99% of people call KJ number one Godzilla up the middle on fourth and one, maybe even put some linemen behind him to push. But we hired the 1% that doesn't feel good about it at all. Yeah, That's well, funny. Yeah, I, I mean, I... And, and appropriate. Yeah, because it's true. It's true. Because that's my thing. It's like, I, I think I was talking also to Baz about this. It's like, I understand with... Uh, like, we'll let Sam Pittman say this. In fact, how about this? We'll just play the clip real quick so we can have context on and what Sam Pittman had to say specifically about that call after the game. Because, again, it's not like he hasn't been asked this before because it hasn't, hasn't happened, but here's what he had to say. You know, once he gets under center, um, there, you know, the, the front on the defense is certainly going to change. Um, not really. We, we just felt, honestly, if we felt better about him – Sneaking, you know, we we would do that, um, um, but no, not really. Just just the fact that they're gonna have you know five guys within within the A and A and B gap. Like I, I'm sorry, but I'm like, I don't care. Like what what does that mean? If you're an SEC quarterback like KJ and you're a good one and you're a big one and you have a center who you know is Brady Latham, it's been really good at times and is an experienced guy. What what does that mean that you you feel like you you it's not going to work out? Like how can you be an SEC quarterback in an SEC team if you don't feel comfortable enough having your quarterback take the ball under center and just move a yard? Like, now now all the focus is on Danny Enos for now in the right. moment, but going back to Kendall Bryles, they didn't necessarily sneak with KJ either. So 
Is it an offensive coordinator thing? Is it a deal with Sam Pittman where he, you know, he said that they don't necessarily feel good, but is it coming from the top where he says when it comes to quarterback sneak, no, we're not going to do this because this is through two coordinators, or is it something that they've seen? Because going back to uh, when they were in the situation before, they felt better about Trey Knox taking the snap yeah. and trying to get the sneak and, and get the yards there. Yeah, maybe there is something to it. Maybe it's something about KJ himself, or maybe it's just a philosophy that's done. I don't know, but that's a good point. Like Both both coordinators have not have not done that at all, and... Uh, you know, with uh, with Dan Enos though, is kind of you've always felt like there's going to be more sort of not all under center, but more plays happening under center, or at least closer to the center and the pistol and everything. But uh, they just you, you've tried it. I think that was at the third time now this year that you've had fourth and short and shotgun and you've and you missed. And it's like okay, oh for three is is time to try something else. Yeah, do do something else. Do something else. Also. Uh, 870 says, I'm worried that the Razorbacks just mailed in the next two road games and things get ugly. The fans don't show up for the next few home games. It's going to get bad for Pittman and staff. It's a possibility. Uh, I don't feel I'm not good. sure that the team is going to mail it in. Now, will they be outmatched and not be able to perform in a certain way? That could happen for sure. Because mm-hmm. Ole Miss, again, they looked really good. And Alabama is still Alabama. Like That defense is really good. And so, I mean, you're looking at 2-5 and five to start the year. I mean, that's... that's I, if I'm a betting man on Bet Saracen, that's that's probably what I'm gonna bet on. Is this, they're gonna be two and five because I there's nothing I can point to to make me feel good and say, oh yeah, this is why they'll be all right or this is why they'll win. And and looking at the schedule, this was expected to be a rough stretch, but two and five is not what was expected. And even though they're not there now, but mm-hmm. just kind of people looking forward, thinking what it could be. When they looked at the schedule initially through the first seven games. They most likely they would have thought three and four. So you win your first three, lose the next four. And in, I think in most people's mind, maybe that would have been on track just because you knew about that stretch. The fact that the loss came to BYU, that changes everything. Because mm-hmm. I think everyone's worst case scenario was starting three and four. That was everyone's worst case, but you're not. Now you're looking at two and five. I mean, you're staring right at it, and it's hard to, uh, hard to feel good about that not being the case moving forward. Also on our actual Record Life fan feedback, uh, Lynn Sherwood says, what have you seen so far this year? That goes into what we were saying. That says that this team will have a chance against any of the remaining SEC games. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm no, not... No optimism at all, huh? Well, I mean, it's just hard, it's hard for me to find it right now. Because it's like, even, I'm not saying that they'll go 0-8. I mean, I don't know. But you think logically they would win at least one. But It starts up front, though. Yeah. And, and that's been the issue all season that... We talked about even before the season started because Coach Pittman was putting it out there when we couldn't really see what the team was doing, but they saw it in practice. He said that there were issues with the offensive line. He said most, you know, most of it started with depth and thinking about some, you know, who who was going to come in in case of injury, but also just having that starting five to begin with and having five guys that you believe in to be that starting five, they were still mixing and matching. Yeah, they're still trying to figure it out, and it seems like uh, they're still trying to figure it out by mixing some things up and moving some offensive linemen around, but that may be the way you need to do it. And uh, also a few more texts real quick. Uh, Hacker and Harrison says four weeks from now we'll be looking back on this game and says it was the A&M defense and not the Hogs offense. Uh, maybe Okay, so maybe that's the, the, the optimism that you could look at. But well, listen, give A&M credit. They are a good team. Uh, that defense is legit. Uh, they have legit playmakers. And everything, and so it's not that I'm I'm not looking at this game and saying, oh, it's all about Arkansas playing poorly, not A and M playing well. A and M played good, like they came in with a game plan and they executed it and they did a good job. And I think that they're a good team. Like after seeing them in person, like they could get it going. We'll see what they do against some of the other big time teams in the SEC. But they're legitimate and being a contender for the West. But also maybe you can look at LSU's defense to say True. when Arkansas looked their best. That was more on the LSU defense because they're not playing at a certain level. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, my goodness, that still looking at that game, that was so much fun to watch, those high-scoring games between uh, LSU and Ole Miss. But, no, that's, that's, that's absolutely true. And that's why I think LSU fans are probably talking about this morning is saying, this defense is trash. Uh, and I mean, at least I know a few of my LSU friends down there in the media. They are, they are livid. Look, look at what's happened. Arkansas, Florida State at the beginning yep. of the season, mm-hmm. Ole Miss – so it it's a pattern for sure. Yeah, and because because like what do we know about LSU and what they're supposed like? I know every team changes and college football changes, but it's like 
You know that they're always been known for having good defenses, solid defenses, great playmakers. They're still good on the defensive line. It's more about the secondary now. Right. The secondary is getting beat. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, and Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, they have a great offensive setup. Like, so they're, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit, too. But, yeah, when you see Arkansas scoring that much against them, and you mentioned Florida State, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be tough to stop anybody. And I don't know if uh, it's a good recipe to just hope you outscore everybody. Like, you're hoping that's not the case. They have the ability to do it, but, yeah, it is dangerous when you go into games and that that's the way you have to win. Who would have thought that Missouri and Kentucky this weekend would be, like, a key game in the SEC? <laughs> like, like, both teams are undefeated and in the top 25. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it uh, for, for the sake of variety, but it's just funny how... Uh, all these other teams and fan bases are upset and mad and frustrated, and it's like Kentucky's Missouri's over there. They're like they're flying high, they're feeling good, have a big time matchup this weekend. Uh, let's go ahead and work through the phones, get these throw over with. Let's go to Heath and Cabot. What's up, Heath? What's up, guys? Hey, Heath. Oh, that uh, that LSU defense is bad. I mean, there's just nothing else to say about it. That secondary is just not good. Uh, I mean, it's. At least their offense is good enough to keep them in games, but um, they've got some problems going ahead. I could see them losing to Missouri, honestly. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, mean I really could. <laughs> uh, anybody that's got a passing attack is going to be able to shred them. So, uh, you know, they better get that fixed. And I mean, you're going into week, week six. <laughs> it's a little late for that. If you, can't, if you hadn't adjusted by now, you're pretty, you pretty much are what your record is. I mean, so... Um, John, I didn't. I didn't really think A and M played that well. I mean, I, I there were some spots where they, I thought they played pretty good and they managed the game well. But three turnovers. Uh, I mean, the defense, of course, played great. But I mean, I didn't. I wasn't really impressed by the offense. I thought Max, who's you know, as a game manager, he did pretty good. But I mean, that team gave Arkansas every opportunity to score points and stay in the game, and um, they just they just couldn't take advantage of it. I mean. The punt return was pretty good, but I mean, how do you how do you muffle punt, recover it, then fumble it, and then two of your own players jump on it and still not come up with the ball? Like it just, I don't know. That was a very uh, very strange game. But I have a question for you guys. So it's obvious Pittman doesn't have any confidence in KJ or or Enos under the center. Maybe he just can't operate under the center. But you got to think his size, skill set. He could get a first down. Why doesn't he just call his own number and get under there and go, you know what, it didn't work last time, the time before, we're going to get the first down. Let me just get under here and get it done. Or, I mean, is he, he just can't do it? Or, I mean, you, is he afraid of getting benched? I mean, you would think as, you know, him being the leader, that he would say, let's get the first down and just call his own number and get it done. I don't... He's, he's not going to go against the coaches like that with a play called. Now what he can do is discuss it with them and say, look, we're in this situation. Let's let's do this. You know, they they can get on the sideline and discuss what they want to do in those situations. He could do that. He could do it in practice leading up to the game. But in the game situation, once the play is called, he's not gonna go against what's been called. I uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand that. Uh, I feel like with the injuries, you know, moving forward, it's it's going to be pretty tough for them to. Uh, I mean, I, I've got to believe they're going to play better. I mean, they can't. I mean, when's the last time you saw them play against LSU consistently, you know, the next week? Every every week's going to be different. You're not going to get up for a game like that every single week. But i got to believe they're going to go the rest of the season and at least play, you know, they got to play Missouri better. I mean, that's allegedly a rivalry game, so I would assume that they could play them better. But with the injuries moving forward, the way things are going, it's definitely uh, it's definitely going to be tough the rest of the season. But uh, hey, how about that? Uh, how about that fake punt by the Irish to get the first down and keep the first drive open? That was big time. They had to have it. Well, they got it. Hey, I still I still believe in Sam Hartman. I still believe he's uh, he, he's you know he's pushing for a Heisman candidate. So, uh, but uh, two weeks I'll be there watching in person. But hey, Alvarez got the win like we knew he would, Joe. He did, and uh, Charlo just had no answers. Now, we expected a little different outcome from that standpoint where we thought Charlo could at least present some problems for him, but not at all. Alvarez just dominated the entire fight, and there were scorecards that had Charlo winning a couple of rounds. There was one that had him winning one round, and 
that's about how the fight went. Yeah, real hard-pressed to see him winning anything. He just really didn't. Uh, once he felt that first body blow, uh, you, you kind of saw his face. Like uh, He just clammed up, and that's just you saw the direction of the fight right there. But uh, Now, Heath, it'll be he, interesting to see if his brother still gets in the ring with Canelo because that's who originally was supposed to fight. And due to injury, then Jamel st- steps in for Jamal. Well, he may... Uh, I think uh, I think Jermell's a little bit better than Jamal, so uh, exactly. he may get a knockout out of that one. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, when it's all said and done, he'll probably be the, the greatest Mexican, or at least the most accomplished Mexican fighter of all time. So, but uh, gentlemen, that's all I got. Appreciate it, Heath. All right, thanks for calling in. Let's go to uh, Navy Mike and get that one over with too. What's up, Navy? Hey, what's up, John? And what's up, Joe? Um, you know, Joe. So, so, uh, but, uh, but, uh, um, you know, I, I, I said three things before the season started. One of the, one of them, the first one was, you can't lose offensive linemen to the NFL, namely Ricky Stromberg, and think that you're going to be better this year without them. And when, when you had them last year, they were, we weren't even that good last year with them. Uh, the second thing was, is, you know, Danny knows really an upgrade. I asked that question. And, you know, because he's been just as, good as five, just as many jobs in five years as, as uh, you know, Kendall Browse had. Nobody was retaining either one of those guys. And the last thing I, I said was, is it really smart in a critical year four for Sam Pittman, who makes $6 million a year now, to change offensive philosophies in his last year? And he's a three-year starter. Now we're seeing... We're seeing every one of those come into play. And I said that before the first kickoff before Western Carolina. Did I not, Joe? You said it. Thank you. So why are we are, – are, look, the definition, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, knowing you're going to get the same result. That, that is insane. So, Hawk fans, I'm glad now you're finally coming around and seeing what I've been talking about for two years now, obviously. Now, this guy is regressing. He's not the answer. I've been saying that. Now you're, now you're seeing it. Anyways, that's all I got, guys, and y'all take care. Appreciate you, Navy. Always can count on you to call in whenever you're right. Uh, let's see. The Southern Structural Solutions text line also has... Uh, a bunch of people chi- uh, chiming in. Chainsaw Dave says zero penalties on the offensive line, but they because they were practicing lookout blocking. Lookout, here he comes. <laughs> so uh, finally, a game that was not decided on a bad call, though. Well, yeah, I guess there's that uh, that you can have. Uh, also, Elsie and Sherwood says uh, after Sam after the post game press conference was very deflating. He doesn't seem to have answers, and we, the offensive line especially, are playing like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I I don't know what to take from exactly like a press conference, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, I don't think anyone is sitting here trying to make it sound like everything's A-OK. And I think Sam Pittman's even smart enough. I know people are mad at him right now, but uh, he is a smart enough guy to know that, hey, it's about wins and losses right now. And he doesn't have enough of them in this season. And he's got to find a way to get some of them. And they're going to move forward and they're going to keep trying and doing what they can. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a performance-based business. If you can't get it done, you can't get it done. But he's still got, what? How many games is it now? Seven. seven. Seven games? Seven games to win four to at least get bowl eligible. <laughs> and, and a lot of people don't see that happening, but four four out of seven. Yeah. Easy. Right? Totally. And it's totally going to happen. There's a positive. Some optimism here today. Uh, we have a reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. We're going to continue on here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewskies is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewskies North is coming soon. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. 
If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Get ultimate durability and extreme weather performance with Rain-X Advantage Wiper Blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase a pair of Rain-X Advantage Wiper Blades and save $10, plus get two times O-Rewards points. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades for free. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know that Big Bargain detergent jug is 80% water, right? 80% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Oh, pass me the intercom thing. Attention shoppers. If you want a real deal, try Tide Pods. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide Pods. Water content based on the Leading Bargain liquid detergent. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is spaghetti for only $7.49 per pound, paired with seasoned green beans for just $4.49 per pound. We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now. And I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. If you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com better yet come see us in russellville on east main and hot springs on central you better get down here to motorsports authority touchdown the big game is brought to you by Pulaski county's only buick gmc dealer guadney buick gmc shop the latest gm has to offer encore terrain yukon or the most advanced tailgating machine in the business gmc sierra give us a call 945-4444 or shop us online, GuatneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC, we are professional grade. Guatney for Buick, Guatney for GMC, Guatney for life. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at HogsMeatMarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bowl eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. <laughs> that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank Be you, be baby. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, WideningChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. And it's truck season at Guadney Chevrolet, 0% on Silverados, and that's with well-qualified buyers. So you do have to be approved to get 0% on those Silverados. But those are just some of the deals that are going on at Guadney Chevrolet. You can see those deals on GuadneyChevrolet.com or just make the trip to the exit, off the, make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. You can give them a call, 
501-982-2102. Get that service scheduled today at Guadney Chevrolet. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon. In case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. There's a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on Out of Bounds. And uh, I know we're going to have what's in the world of sports, but still got a lot of people chiming in, so keep those coming. 501-661-1037. Let's get to uh, J.K., who's in Fairfield Bay. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys. With the with the spring hype with uh, K.J. And, and Rocket, with what's going on right now, I was, I was hoping that they'd be, you know, an NFL mix. What do you guys think... At this point, I mean, are they? Could they get drafted? Is KJ that talented and rocket? And I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate it, JK. I mean, again, I don't know about what all goes into all the NFL scouts and everything as far as what they look for, but I know that KJ came back for a reason because I don't think he felt where he was at, or at least in the his draft stock was where it needed to be, and wanted to work on that and. Uh, but at this point in time, I don't know what if it, if it's changed or if anything's changed. Maybe it has, but you know, it's still got seven games, still got over half a football season to play and to try to improve on some things. But as far as where they're drafted, him and Rocket both, I have no idea. I honestly have no clue. Rocket's chances are still where they were before because the fallback is he's suffered an injury and that um, you know there's some leadway for that, but. We see how the running back position is viewed in the NFL as a whole, so they're not going to be in a rush to go get running backs in the first round or first couple of rounds anyway. So do you think because but because of that, do you think that it's more apt that maybe some running backs come back for another year instead of going to the draft when they're draft eligible? No, not necessarily because they're looking at the lifespan of the running back and they're looking at injury, and so... If they're going to get injured, they would prefer it be on the next level right. where they're on a team and they're already making money as opposed to you stay in college and there's the ability to make some money, but now you're taking the risk of not making it to the next level. I guess I was looking at it if, like, if you're grading out a running back at like a fifth or sixth round pick, you know, do you just go and take that even if you still have a year of eligibility left or do you try to maybe come back and try to get it's, higher than it's, that? It's tough. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's a juggling act and... Nothing is guaranteed with that, so the way the running back position is viewed, it's not like you can go back to school and you're really thinking you're going to boost that draft stock anyway, like much higher than it already is. Let's go to uh, Shane, who's in Benton. What's up, Shane? Hey, guys. I just want to chime in. I think Arkansas, I think still, they still could be have a good season. I really think that we're probably just looking at maybe six and six or Maybe seven wins, but but I still believe in Sam Pittman. I still believe in this in this team. So, well, but I was want to see, get your uh, any information on Jer- Jeremiah Davenport. Uh, I guess had uh, like an unpaid speeding ticket or something like that. Yeah, I heard something about that. I'm gonna have to look it up again, Shane. I, I, there's so much going on over the weekend. I know what you're referring to, but uh, I, I can I'll go in and look in and get some more information. But I don't think it was anything of a, of a big deal. He's talking about Jeremiah Davenport, the Razorback basketball player, the transfer. Um, saw something happen, but like he got, I guess what they say, he got arrested, but he was like released like 30 minutes later. It was not anything serious. So, but uh, I'll, we'll get some information on that and pass it around for uh, your Razor Hog update uh, later in the show. That, too. That's nothing that's serious from a standpoint like it's a felony or anything. Right. But it is something that needed to be taken care of and it got taken care of in that manner where he actually was arrested which that's going way too far where you can avoid that situation just by a simple phone call sometimes Mm -hmm. like if you haven't been able to afford to pay it they will work with you on some kind of payment plan to make sure it doesn't get to that point Mm -hmm. and even then it's like you just tell one of your coaches i'm sure be like coach i got this speeding ticket man they'll be like all right well let's we'll figure this out how we can take care of this or how not saying that the coaches pay for it but saying like we can help you find you know get you on there and get you figured out and make sure that that doesn't happen so but yeah i gotta have some we'll have some more details on that uh later in the show too uh we'll have best and worst of the weekend coming up but let's go ahead and jump into what's trending in the world of sports 
What's Trending in the World of Sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A few things. I know we've been talking a lot about Razorback football, but hey, it's okay, though. Arkansas and Alabama, that's going to be next Saturday. It's at 11 a.m. So there you go. 11 a.m. games are great, right? Always love playing Alabama at 11 a.m. in the mornings, but that's uh, the latest in that uh, for at least the timing of those games because we know we care so much about it. But uh, in some other news, though, we know with uh, a lot of the NFL going down yesterday, and uh, some really great games, some really great comebacks. I know we'll talk a lot more about that in the next hour, especially with the the best and worst of the weekend, which is probably going to be a lot more worse than there is for best for me at least. But uh, one of the things, though, is that uh, I, I was curious about because the Bears were one of those teams that uh, had, had had a huge lead that was blown, and Chase Claypool is one of those guys that uh, it was announced that he will not be with the team ahead this weekend against Washington. And he says he's not going to be in the building this particular week or on sh- on this short week. And apparently it was a healthy scratch against Denver where he was not even at the field on Sunday and was told not to attend the game. But uh, also the head coach of the Bears said that uh, it's up to him. So there was like a lot of miscommunication, a lot of weird situations <laughs> going on there. It's hard to make sense out of it all, but it's just weird. It's the Bears, man. When you're inactive, you still are supposed to be there in attendance and they got the vibe that he didn't really want to be there anyway, so they had discussions where they were like, yeah, it's probably better if you just don't show up, Yeah, which well. is odd in itself. Oh, yeah. And also uh, some NBA news, at least what's trending, is James Harden, who is still seeking a trade, is uh, not at the 76ers media day. Which was expected. Yeah, I don't think anybody thought that he would just show up and be like, okay, well, you know, I'm here. Like, that's... After all the things that's been said and done, I don't think that they expected him to, to do it, but uh, he's continuing to seek a trade. They continue to ask for a high price of it, but I guess what was it last week when we talked about it with Pat Bradley? You know, he's kind of like, yeah, he's like, it's, it's, I don't know what it, what he's going to do. I don't know who's going to get him or what's going to end up happening. Or That's just, the problem. The yeah. market isn't there for him. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just think that, I'm sure it's happened before, but think about some player that's had so much uh, success and has you know, had a lot of great moments and great seasons and has been with different teams for it to be this bad where it's like, yeah, nobody, nobody sees the value in you. Is a, it's problematic. It's problematic overall. But there are other headlines, too, that we got to get to. But we're up against it. So when we take our top of the hour update, we'll come back. We'll have best and worst of the weekend. We'll talk a lot about the NFL. We'll continue to talk about Razorback football and some of the updates there. And we'll keep it moving here on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Bear fans, you can hear every game live on our sister station, The Point 94.1. Go purple, go gray, go UCA on The Point 94.1. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time.